Martha, if you had the support and the funding, how would you improve or increase educational opportunities uh, within your community? Well, Alan, as you know, I'm passionate about getting kids involved in robotics and STEM. I would focus my efforts there. Hey, do you have some extra funds or would you want to lend some support by volunteering? Well, you know, I can do the robot dance if that would be supportive. In any case, our guest, Corey Dahl, share with us how First Bank is leveraging the power of storytelling for social good. Their initiative, Project Launch, may really inspire you. Hello, and welcome to Bank Marketing Today by Via. I am Alan Greer, and together with Martha France, we are interviewing bank marketing leaders about current trends, new marketing technologies, branding, and the overall state of the banking industry. We will be joined from time to time by additional co-hosts and experts. In this episode, we spoke to Corey Dahl, SVP, Director of Marketing at First Bank. We had wide-ranging discussions on everything from storytelling, a unique approach to philanthropy, how to take the plunge and dive headfirst into data, and a whole lot more. So let's get to it. We hope this episode of Bank Marketing Today helps simplify your marketing tomorrow. Hello, I am Martha France, and I'm here today with my co-host, Alan Greer. And we are so excited to be talking with Corey Dahl, Senior Vice President, Director of Marketing at First Bank. Welcome to the Bank Marketing Today podcast, Corey. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we are very excited. And hey, just to kind of kick things off, you know, I was just wondering, you know, if you can share with us um, how you got into banking and then also what drew you to First Bank? Sure. So like most English majors, it was a bit of a circuitous route, right? Initially, I'd gone to grad school for English literature thinking I wanted to be a professor. That was not actually the case once I got there. And from there, I went into um, journalism and publishing and did a lot of writing and storytelling through that. And then I got the opportunity to work at Harvard University in their division of continuing education. And that was really a wonderful opportunity for me. Lots of great storytelling there. We started their content marketing. We started their social media Uh, We revamped their website and really brought to life what it was to continue your education. And that was also the spot where I kind of solidified my desire to kind of put any of my efforts professionally into my passion for for social impact and doing social good there. Got a really wonderful opportunity to help teach some writing classes to adults. And it just was really a great experience. And then we got tired of the blizzards in Boston and decided to move south, ended up here living now uh, in Durham, North Carolina. You know, this gets a super interesting background and kind of brings a different perspective, I kind of think, to the bank marketing and and how maybe, maybe you bring those, uh, you know, from an English background and connecting with people from a teaching point of view. I think you bring a very interesting spin to what you bring to the marketing side for, for First Bank. Kind of along with that, what do you think differentiates First Bank in the market overall? First Bank, I think, is in a really great spot right now. We've just crested the 10 billion asset mark. So there's been a lot of changes, a lot of growth. There's no secret that we're in in growth mode. And so there's a lot of opportunity for us to um, help even more businesses than we have before. I know a lot of banks say this, but we're, we're kind of in that great spot where we can 
continue to treat you like an individual and a, and a human being rather than an account number and a balance, but also offer the same products as the really mega banks do and help any size business really, whether it's with a, a very large and complex loan or um, really any business solution that's out there. We've got it to the same great and, or even better technology, security, all that kind of good stuff. But we, you know, give you our cell phone number so that you can reach us at all hours. Um, and it's really a concierge service for really any any of our clients. Great. Would you like to share that number with our audience or? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, as, as you talk about First Bank and how important it is to, to really relate to the communities and make that connection, um, as well as your drive to make a social impact, that all seems very related to Project Launch. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So we're really excited about Project Launch. It started this year. It's a program where we're asking people, you know, if you had the support and the funding, how would you improve or increase educational opportunities in your community? Mike Mayer, our CEO, has committed a half million dollars in supporting education through this program. So you see it in our, our the rewards that we're giving to those who are selected as winners in our contest. And we're also working on some strategic partnerships to really further those dollars and make a lasting impact on education. This was really born out of a campaign that we ran in 2017 and 18 that we called Dream It, Do It, where at the time we were asking people, you know, what are your dreams? What do you, what do you want to do? And through that, we gave away $140,000 to individuals and, and nonprofits to really help them accomplish their dreams. You know, everything from helping a, a gentleman buy a piece of equipment so that he could start his own business to helping a family upfit their home for their daughter who was in a wheelchair and wanted her own space as she moved into to teenagerhood. It really brought our culture to life in a very tangible way. So we wanted Project Launch to echo that success, but scale up and reflect the size of the, of the bank that we are now and to do something even bigger and and really help in an area where there's a lot of help needed right in the wake of of COVID-19. So how does how does project launch work? How how do people apply and then how in the world would you ever choose among among all the the need that's out there? Sure, so we have a pretty simple form at localfirstbank.com/projectlaunch. Um, we ask people, you know, just to share with us a little bit about their idea. They can upload a business plan if they have one or a project plan. And then a group of employees, diverse group of employees and community members take a look at the entries. And I can tell you it is not easy. It is not easy to narrow it down. Um, but one of the good things about the contest is you only need to enter once, right? So your entry is valid through the life of the contest. So we started, I think, mid-February and it goes all the way through mid-December of this year. So your entry will be valid at any and all time. So if it wasn't picked that one time, it, it will likely be considered again. So um, we have a lot of chances to, to review. It's been a really fun and, and rewarding experience. Are there any examples that you'd like to, to share? There's a, a teacher down in Elgin, South Carolina. She works with students who love biology, right? And right now she's got a kind of green room, quote unquote, set up in a little closet in her classroom. And she's really passionate about it. Really wonderful lady. And with the funds that we're giving them, they're going to move their green room outside. 
and you know, kind of double and triple the size of it. They'll be able to grow food for their students who may need some extra assistance with food to really give the kids extra hands-on uh, learning in the garden, get their hands dirty. And she, she just is so, so excited. I was actually emailing with her the other day about it. And you can just feel the excitement coming through her emails. It's, it's really fantastic. That's what's so wonderful about investing in education. It's such a force multiplier. Like I think of all those kids that are going to have a great perspective on agriculture and the environment, and you guys are supporting that. I think that's that's just amazing. It's been really great. Other projects have included, you know, beefing up school libraries, not surprisingly, you know, and we're also funding a, a business accelerator down in Asheboro, North Carolina, with, that we're really excited about. And some of our first bankers will be teaching some of the sessions in that. So we're touching education from any and all ages and any and all angles. That's incredible. Yeah, I was I was right away thinking children, but I, I love that it's that it's much broader than that. Yeah, absolutely. How have you been approaching marketing as far as project launch goes? And I know early on you said that that you're really all about storytelling, I would imagine. And you just told us some some wonderful stories. So can you tell us a little bit more about your your marketing approach? We really started internally first because we wanted our employees to get as excited about project launch as they were about Dream It, Do It. So, you know, there was a lot of internal communications. We made sure some swag was available, some really soft, vintagey looking t-shirts, you know, all of those things. We're going to be doing a few other efforts for our employees, including photo booth in a box, which I'm really excited about. So we started with our employees first and then, you know, turned to traditional marketing, uh, spending some dollars on social media. We did print advertising. We did radio advertising. We even spent a little bit on TV. And it kind of launched at the same time as we were finishing up an acquisition. So there was a lot of opportunity for us to tell our story, talk about project launch and why it's important to us in those new markets and to our new customers. Yeah, I think I have a big question in kind of two parts. First of all, very interested on the photo booth in a box and what is that? And then secondly, can it make me look any better on my Zoom calls? <laughs> we can hook you up with that First Bank branded ring light if that'll help. That would probably help. <laughs> yeah, so photo booth in a box is kind of a new idea we've been playing with and we're building it out as we speak. But what it looks like is some fun items, including, you know, kind of an Instagram frame that's branded Project Launch and First Bank. We've got little selfie sticks that we're going to design in different shapes. We're going to do some temp tattoos. We're going to do some stickers. We've got sunglasses. We've even got a featherless boa that we're going to be sending out to our employees. And what we want to do and what we hope happens is that they get excited about these items. They'll pose with each other and customers in their branches or out in the community. And that will really start a conversation about what project launches and, and why we're doing it. I'm really excited about this one. Corey, you mentioned like in a previous conversation, the once a month huddle. I was wondering if you can expound upon that a little bit. And, you know, it's kind of so often people put up, you know, signs in different branches and so forth and, you know, don't really put the message out there full tilt. And then they kind of think they're done with it. How do you in incorporate that in an ongoing process? Our culture here at First Bank is really, really important to us. It's important to Mike Mayer. It starts from the top down. It's reflected in every single conversation that he has whether it's with employees or others outside of the bank. And as a result, it's, it's important to all of us, right? We rally around what we call our promise to service excellence. And ultimately, what it means is that we are dedicated to helping our customers achieve their dreams. Whatever shape and form that looks like, you know, First Bank is all about it. And so to help kind of keep that message alive, to help keep our culture alive, to help keep cultivating it, we have once a month huddles 
um, where every branch, every department, every individual subsidiary of First Bank are participating in these huddles, um, usually around a topic. One of the ones we did was around project launch. A recent one was around communicating your appreciation for each other on help in projects and how a simple thank you can go a long way. So it's you know internal and external topics, but it's really important to us. And it, it's something we've been dedicated to now for years. What's the marketing's role in all that? And like, do you team up with other departments like HR uh, in the Service Excellence Committee, or how do you do that? You know, marketing is is there to support. And of course, because we own our, our corporate social responsibility program, anything that we build about First Bank out in the community is really based on our promise and based on our culture and looking at how can we engage our employees and make them feel good about working for First Bank and make the First Bank mission come alive. So, you know, it's really our job to kind of make that external facing as much as possible and make it make our brand message really resonate with what we're saying inside. Corey, so so building on that, when you talk about marketing owning the corporate responsibility program, and I think this is true of so many marketing departments where there are demands outside of what we have traditionally thought of marketing. So kind of what's your marketing team like? How are you able to address all these new expectations along with what is traditionally expected of a, of a marketing team? Yeah, we are a, a lean, mean marketing machine of five people. Um, so, you know, we've we've got wonderful folks heading up our, our public relations, uh, uh, social media. We've got an in-house graphic designer and a marketing assistant who keeps our train on the tracks. Um, and we try to do as much internally as possible. First Bank is a very collaborative environment. So, you know, we're talking to a line of business heads. We're talking to executive leadership all the time to make sure what we're executing on is is in line with expectations and needs from around the bank. Um, we also have a really great agency partner out in Chapel Hill, the Rivers Agency that we've been working with for many, many years, and they help us with some of the larger design and also web development projects. So with all of that, what what do you see as your as your biggest marketing challenges and how are you addressing them? There are a million banks out there right now with first in the name, right? I mean, in our own markets here in the Southeast, but really across the U.S. and even internationally. So we we do have a, a struggle with differentiating our brand, even in markets where we have 13 or 16 branches, right? They're like, what first are you? Oh, you're the ones with the red sign, right? And we we like to joke that we're the best kept secret in the Carolinas and we don't want to be, right? We want everyone to know who First Bank is. <laughs> Everything that marketing does and executes on is helping to build our brand message to differentiate us, but it is definitely an uphill climb. And our our branches are carrying some of that burden as well as they go out and have conversations and their actions and their dedication really help differentiate us too when they start showing up at all the community events. Leading banks partner with VIA to simplify direct marketing and increase the speed of marketing execution. VIA software makes it easy for bank associates across geographies to access and order compliant, locally relevant marketing materials. Our production team streamlines the execution of campaigns across digital and print channels, resulting in a more efficient and effective bank marketing operation. To learn more, visit viasystems.com. And that's VYA systems with an S.com or request a demo at viasystems.com forward slash bank marketing.
kind of change things up a little bit. And maybe this is kind of a big question, but you know, the the big buzz today is about data and analytics. And I wonder how are you incorporating that uh, there at First Bank? Yeah, at First Bank, we're very data forward. Everything that I do is based on data. I like to say I can make pretty pictures all day long and, and tell a really good story. But if I'm not showing the data or the outcome of my actions of the team's actions, then I'm not doing my job right. So yeah, we tap into every stream of data we can and you know have click trackers all over the website and all that kind of good stuff just to make sure that we're really having the impact we intend to. Yeah, I know it seems like such a such a big thing to get your arms around. I think a lot of people understand it's where they need to be and where they need to go. Just try to just kind of get overwhelming. How do you address that? You know, with your team. You know, you you mentioned you have a you know a team of five. Are you are you working with other departments or how are you getting your arms all around of all all of that? Yeah, it's a it's a slow and steady job, right? So when we when I first got here, we had data all over the place, but no one central spot to kind of tap into it as a marketing team. So from there, we built kind of what we call our marketing database that looks at what's happening with our customers, looks at online banking, looks at some of our other lines of businesses and pulls it all into one place in a SQL database. Um, but we knew we needed to kind of continue to scale up, especially as we grow. So Thankfully, the bank has recently hired Terrence Thomas as our new um, chief information officer. Um, He just started actually earlier this month, and I really cannot wait to geek out about data with him. I think we're going to have some really great conversations about where we are and where we're going to go. That's so important to have those resources that you can really collaborate with. But then once you have all that data and you can recognize the, the differences in the types of customers that you have, and certainly by serving the Carolinas, you've got very rural areas and very urban areas. How do you ensure that your message is still staying true to that brand that you're that you're trying to build and really uh, set apart while at the same time resonating with the, the different people that you have in the different communities? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk in marketing generally about personalization. And, and we certainly are exploring that and what it means at First Bank. So we're trying to deliver the right messages at the right time to the right people especially our customers. And then really, again, it, it goes back to our, our culture. We're trying to help people achieve their dreams. We don't want to spam them, right, with a bunch of stuff that they don't need to know. But at the same time, we also want to provide financial education and want to provide information about the range of products and services that they have available with us that they may not know about, right? So we do everything from your checking and savings accounts to loans to mortgages, and not everybody knows all of those things. So there's certainly some education that happens there, but we want to deliver it in a timely and relevant manner. And I think related to that, I think so many banks are kind of in this position where they need to address the needs of their lines of business, but then sometimes that can go contrary to the customer. You talked about not spamming the customer, so you could have all these lines of business coming at once. How are you balancing that approach? As I mentioned, we're very collaborative. We really are trying to break down any silos that might happen. We just talk to one another, right? And share what our goals are. And we we share the goals as a company, not just as a line of business. And so working together to achieve those goals, again, staying true to our culture, we find the best path forward. I think when you when you get the right people at the table and hear all the diverse voices, I think good things happen. And, and we've certainly seen that here, which has been really wonderful to be a part of. Corey, I, you know, kind of, a, again, kind of changing a little bit of direction here, but, you know, I love to hear from, you know, uh, folks in your position, 
Where do you think the industry's going? I mean, obviously, you know, gosh, markets and uh, gosh, you know, across the border, quickly evolving in lots of different areas. But in regards to banking, you know, where do you see the industry going? That's a really great question and and one I've been thinking about a lot lately. Obviously, technology is going to be a big part of that, whatever that looks like in the next five years, even with AI and data and all that kind of good stuff. But I think, too, you know, there's been a lot written. There's a think piece every year, right, about the death of the branch. (laughs) You know, everybody's scaling back and closing branches. But I think our sweet spot is providing the technology that people need when they want to bank on their own, but for providing that open door and that consistent and knowledgeable experience when they need to talk to somebody. You know, millennials and Gen Z, they still like to come in and have an in-person conversation. And maybe that in-person conversation is over FaceTime when it needs to be to keep everybody safe. But it's still that personal touch behind the tech that I think will still be resonant for folks, especially when it involves something as personal as their money. You know, I have a personal banker and I still love when I can just talk to them sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love the technology and all that kind of stuff. I love my facial recognition. I can log into my account. I love that. But at the same time, it's just a fact too. If I need a question answer, if I just need some help, I just, it's nice to have somebody I can, I can reach out and talk with too. So, exactly. yeah. So what about, uh, what about your, you know, expanding like your knowledge and, you know, where do you go to learn and, you know, kind of expand your marketing knowledge overall and not only with banking, but just in general? That's a, a great question. I look to all industries to learn, right? Maybe one company way outside of the financial industry is is doing something really cool for their customers. And so I pay attention to that. I spend a lot of time on on social, not surprisingly, I think most of us do. And then, you know, try to get involved with our local marketing association. The Triangle in particular has a pretty strong American marketing association group. So getting involved in that doing webinars, spend a lot of time recently around CSR and and what that looks like and trust philanthropy and all that kind of good stuff has really been an area of passion of mine. So I've been leaning into that and then joining professional groups around that space as well. What was that last one you just said, Corey? I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that. Yeah, it's an approach to philanthropy. It's called trust philanthropy, or I might be misnaming it. But the idea is that instead of just writing a check to someone and letting it go, it's about really getting to know the nonprofit heads, getting to understand their needs and working collaboratively on where a donation might go or where they need most support and making it more relationship-based rather than transactional-based. It's something really exciting. And I think something that we do naturally uh, just in because we're so community-focused. Very cool. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with that. I'll have to I'll have to look into that some more. You know, one other thing that just occurred to me, like through through our conversation, I think it's so interesting that you um, you come from this this uh, English and literature background, but yet you seem very technology oriented, very data oriented, very analytic, and I'm sure that can surprise people sometimes. And I'm kind of curious how you how you really were able to expound in two very different directions there. It was not natural to me. I think, especially early in my career, you know, I could knock out a 400 word article, but ask me to look at the data on that. It would take me a little bit. It's certainly something that I've learned over my career. And I think it was born out of, you know, sometimes marketing can feel like you're screaming into the void, right? And you're like, nobody's hearing me, but I'm doing all this work and putting all this effort in. And then you want to know like, okay, well, 
what does this result in? And that leads you down the data path because that's the only place that you can find the actual answer over anecdotal answers. So, you know, I spent a lot of time on it. I got some extra training, did some um, professional development in it just to really make sure that I was understanding data, understanding what we needed to track. Again, leaning on what other companies are doing, what other companies are talking about in terms of their data and really got into it from there. I really admire you for that because I do think sometimes we tend to put ourselves in a box, right? I'm this type of person. And so I'm never going to be able to figure out this stuff over here. But it sounds like you really challenged yourself and achieved that. That's really admirable. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it turns out I really like data. I, I, I had no <laughs> idea, but I really do like to get into the numbers and do some calculating. And maybe that's the banker side of me coming over after all. Well, like I said before, I'm not sending you any emails without Martha proofreading it first. <laughs> Happy to help edit anything, anytime. <laughs> yeah, you should not. You should not have said that. That could be a huge <laughs> job. No. <laughs> well, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. I know uh, Alan and I both enjoyed the discussion, and we wish you continued success at First Bank. Thank you so much. This has really been fun. You know, Alan, I was really impressed with Corey and with Project Launch. I also love the idea of the team huddle, where you can celebrate all the great things your teammates are doing every day all around you. But, you know, those things that often get overlooked. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's so powerful when somebody simply just takes the time to acknowledge what someone around them is doing, even if it's, you know, the small things. It's so powerful. So going back to your passion for robotics, Martha, I've stretched and I'm ready to dance the robot. Um, I'll let you know when the next meet is. Thanks to our listeners for joining us. We'd like to invite you to connect with Martha France and myself, Alan Greer on LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review. We would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for topics or questions you'd like us to cover in the future, just email us at marketing at viasystems.com. And again, marketing at viasystems with an S.com. Thank you so much.